Welcome to the Guiding Light on Route 66. I'm your host, Father Richard Vega, and here is my co-host, Jamie Gutierrez. Hello, everybody. Happy Easter. How many days? How many weeks? How many days? How many weeks? We have two weeks. We're into the second week. Of Easter. Of Easter. That happened. Yes. We are in full bunny season. (laughs) Full bunny season. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's seven weeks of Easter. Correct. Correct. And it's 50 days. Dang. Because the other one was Lent. 40. Yeah. Well, you got to celebrate more. Yeah. The other yeah. one was a long period of... We got to vivir, vivir. La, 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 Ay, la. Tú, mírala. <laughs> anyway, so it was, yes, so it's 50 days. But awesome. this past Sunday was actually a very significant day. And what day was that, Father? Gee, Miss Jamie, <laughs> before I asked you. So this, <laughs> this past Sunday, we celebrated Divine Mercy Sunday. Divine Mercy. Yes. That's so exciting. Which I think is hilarious because, you know, every year for Pentecost, mm-hmm. I ask people to come dressed in red. Right. To come to the celebration. Right. Eh, a few people pay attention to that. We say nothing about this. And everybody almost, I would say 90 to 95% of the people who showed up for Divine Mercy Sunday Mm-hmm. Dressed in red. Really? Oh, yeah. Is red the color of Divine Mercy Sunday? Well, it's not necessarily the color, but if you look at the image with the, the rays, one set of rays mm-hmm. is red and the other side of rays is white. So mm-hmm. it's that red from his heart that passion. a lot of people, p- passion, blood, sacrifice, right, really get picked up by that. But I just thought it was hilarious. Every year I ask people, dress in red next week? Nada. This year... <laughs> I say nothing and everybody comes dressed in red. Like, what is this? But we were able to have in-person uh, celebration right. as well as virtual transmission. Right. So it was very, very nice. And then from our long-time parishioner, mm-hmm. Carmen Holte, mm-hmm. we were able to get the um, the image of the Divine Mercy. Oh, she has one. Yes, she does. Wow. Shout out, Carmen. Yeah. I mean- so we were able to borrow from her. And so that's what we used in the... Um, out in the uh, assembly. Now, some people might say, well, I thought you already have one. We do. We have one, but it's on the wall. And to pull it down and all those kind of things. Bring it over. Yeah. yeah, Too much hassle. So it's easier to borrow hers, put it in the worship space, and then. But it wasn't always, um, I mean, such a big deal. Right, Father? And I learned a little bit as to um, where it really stemmed from. Um, Pray tell. Oh, shoot. Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned anything. But I know, okay. Uh, was it see? But you're uh, right. Previously. No, no, no. Yeah, yes. It is St. Faustina. Yes. Uh, oh, brownie points up in heaven. But um, I know that she um, was having revelations. Yes. Um, And each revelation was, was kind of just guided towards rem- remind others about my mercy. Remind others about my mercy. Yeah. And um, she was like, okay, is this God really talking to me, revealing himself to me, or is it just me in prayer imagining things? And so she went to a um, uh, her spiritual advisor because she was a, a, a religious sister. Um, and 
he was like, okay, well, next time he reveals himself to you, ask him about my sins or about the the previous sins that I that were confessed. And so she was like, oh, good idea, you know. And so she goes, and I, she probably even said that, you know, she was pretty, she was pretty, she spoke like me. Anyways, <laughs> so she goes on um, in prayer again, gets um that opportunity to ask and so she's like okay so if you're the real jesus then um what were his sins and he said well i don't know because the moment they're forgiven they're i don't forgotten. know they're forgotten they're just they they vanish <laughs> um and so that was just a a, a representation of how big his mercy is in itself and so with that um pope john paul brought it over right actually yes but yes uh, other points up in heaven okay go on you could explain the rest no Father. no but but, it, but it's interesting <laughs> because originally paul the sixth mm. it was under his uh, pontificate that right. this was presented right and he found things that were suspect in it Ooh, like do tell. Well, I don't, I think that there was some issue about whether how, what the what the revelation was all about. I mm -hmm. must admit, I have not read all the stuff on her, so I don't right. know. But I know he found some things in there that were questionable. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, John Paul II, a right. pole, mm -hmm. was the one who already brought it back into pieces. No, I have to admit, as as a, as a priest, I do find it odd that the church has a, a liturgy and a full day of celebration on Good Friday. Right. And the Holy Father decided that we were going to add this to everything that's already going on for Good Friday. Right. So I, I, for me, that's hard because we're already focusing liturgically and spiritually on the tritium. And then it's, oh, we, you don't have enough to do. Let's Go add. back. Well, well, just add one more mm -hmm. thing. I mean, in one sense, we're adding one more issue or one more uh, theme, but it's still the same theme of God's mercy, God's tenderness, and God's love for us as people. And when we look at Good Friday, it's about the depth of God's love for us and his willingness to die on the cross to save us from sins. So you could say mm -hmm. that it's a lot of the same themes but it's like, really? We couldn't have picked like a different time of the year to do this? Right. <laughs> to, to focus right. in on mercy, maybe somewhere near the Feast of the Sacred Heart, because they look like cousins. Right. So I thought, well, maybe, because in June, usually we have the Sacred Heart Feast Or just day. a gentle reminder months down the road yeah. of, of his mercy. Yes. You know, we were just reminded with Easter. Yes. A couple months down the road, it's nice to have that re- you know, the refresher. Yes. But so, it's so not. So it's kind of interesting. It's, it's right away. And then the other part that's kind of hard is you have to go to confession. And it's like, wait, dudes, we, we're just taking care of all of these things. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it is one of those that I, I don't understand completely mm -hmm. as far as the the timing of how the devotion right. is celebrated. Right. And, um, and the other thing, too, is so you kind of use like a rosary to mm -hmm. do the chaplet. Right. And so uh, you're not praying Our Fathers and Hail Marys, but you you and and it's sung, which I th I think is interesting mm -hmm. to sing the chaplet, right? 
And uh, I must admit, I don't know if... Did you watch the live transmission of ours? I watched a little bit of it, but I, I must admit I was moving around. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was the weekend you were moving. Yeah, that was... But you know, so Raphael, our mm-hmm. music director, mm-hmm. sang a different version of it. I think it was from Father Goblia, Goblia from... Uh, I don't know if it's Australia or... Uh, what's the other place down there? Yeah... He, he just nodded to you, so I think he's bringing it up. No, but I can't remember the other country down there. It's either Australia or... What, uh, what is the other... Uh... Oh, no. I went to public school. The, the first thing that they cut <laughs> is geography. geography. <laughs> oh, actually, he, he's not Australian. Oh, he's... Robert Galea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's but actually I don't, I don't pretty know where, great. He's, but I don't know actually... where he's from. from. It says Maltese. But I don't know. You want to move over just a little bit? He's actually really well known in um, oh, he is Australian. the youth ministry world. He is an Australian uh, Roman Catholic priest and contemporary. Sorry. Although Mr. Yeah. Buff. I mean, I Mr. Buff. Buff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's he's known really, really well in the youth ministry world. Yeah. there. So, so he wrote a different uh, musical component to that. So it was very nice. And then uh, we did the, um, the Litany of Mercy. Or in, I guess it's called the Litany of Mercy. And then later we did Tony Alonso's uh, Litany of the Holy Name, I think is what it's called. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. So I know that the the members of our parish who participate were very happy. They really liked it. Yeah. 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 They liked the singing. They liked the, uh, the, the litany. Well, last year they didn't have Nada. anything. And usually they go all out for Divine Mercy Sunday. Oh, they do. They, and usually there's have, a big party that yeah. follows it and everything. But because of the restrictions, we're not really having food. We're not having all, we're not having all the pieces that really that brings the community together. Right, right. But it is important, I think, to to focus in on the uh, the mercy, the tenderness. I think yeah, that that is a very big deal, especially when I try to remind my teens um, about God's infinite mercy, um, because. We as humans are the ones that put the stops to the mercy. Oh, no, I think we do. And so... Oh, first of all, you don't deserve it. Oh, yeah. No, we're unworthy of it. And so um, us thinking, no, 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 not today. I don't deserve his mercy today. Tomorrow will be a good day. It's not like a diet. It's not like a, you know, (laughs) a workout regimen. You know, it's it's my cheat day. Uh, His mercy is infinite. and, And... our human brains really can't wrap our head around that because our mercy as oh, no. humans. Yeah. Our I mean, mercy is very limited. I love the saying, the Lord is merciful. I am not. <laughs> Especially when they get mad. Well, then, then, then what do you do with the Our Father where it says, forgive us our sins as, as we, we forgive, forgive those, those who trespass against us. Yes, Father, I have to work on that. Just <laughs> well, no, I, I just find it interesting that we want God to be merciful to us but we right. aren't willing to show that same mercy to somebody right. else. Right. Yeah. Exactly. We we have our expectations too high for some people and then mm-hmm. the expectations for God's mercy is very little. Yeah. And know? so it is very difficult when people experience this to say, well, how 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 is God's mercy a part of my life? If if we don't experience it in the ordinary, mm-hmm. then we assume that God could not possibly be that generous, be that expansive, be that magnanimous in his love for us. Right. So I think that that is the hard part to the uh, to the whole question 
of God's merciful love. And I also wanted to mention, like, you just mentioned during that celebration, there is supposed to be confession. And I must admit that as a Catholic, many of us, and I include myself in it, we don't really take the importance of confession to heart. We're like, okay, you know, twice a year, you know, during Lent and Advent. But the reality and the beauty of confession and the the sacredness of it that um, we take for granted. Yeah. And, you know. Well, it's always important to remember, you know, confession in the early church was called second baptism. Mm-hmm. It was an opportunity to capture that enthusiasm, uh, that passion, that zeal that mm-hmm. was ours at baptism that we would somehow catch uh, lightning in a bottle twice. Right. And, and so, but I, I think part of it is because sometimes when we come to confession, people say, well, it's the same sins. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there's nothing new. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that sometimes we tend to focus in on the same sins over and over again. And so we think that there's no movement, whereas mm-hmm. God is able to see that gentle nudging or that gentle moving going forth. And so God's mercy and God's tenderness is always available to us. You right. know, even when we do the penitential rite at Mass, mm-hmm. and, and we say, let us pause and acknowledge our sins. Yeah. And, and, but but I, I think as, as a celebrant, I always say, pause and acknowledge uh, our sinfulness, always conscious of God's mercy and God's generosity to us, His children, mm-hmm. or His care for us, His beloved, or the new life that He has given us in baptism. Uh, so somehow, I, I, I think we... As, as humans, I think we tend to focus in on the negative right. and we don't focus in on those positive elements that speak to us of what God is doing for us. For me, you know, and we talked about this, God, mm-hmm. eons ago, three weeks ago before Tritium, right. about the fact that, you know, on Holy Thursday, Jesus gives us himself mm-hmm. in his body and blood. And then Jesus gives us his self again, but with his very life on the cross Right. The shedding of his blood. And then Jesus gives us himself again on Holy Saturday by the waters of baptism, mm-hmm. where he invites us to share in his life. Right. I, I, I must admit that one of the things that I do find very hard is that people don't see what God creates us to be as his image and his likeness. Like people will receive communion, mm-hmm. body, soul, and divinity, as Jaime would say. Yeah. But then they'll go kneel in front of the tabernacle. You do realize that you are a new tabernacle. You are a walking tabernacle. You are, you are walking. the Sister Alfred form would of say, yourself. As soon as you moment. receive communion, there should be two little um, uh, servers that should walk with you back to your place in the pew. Oh, because, that's so cute. Because, I just imagine that. <laughs> because that, that you are now the tabernacle. Right. You contain the divine within you. And uh, we, we fail to see that. Yeah. And so when people go and kneel in front of the table, I go, or they do, you realize- do the sign of the cross at the altar, but no, well, I, see, you know, I don't have a big, I, I don't have a big it's problem. It's more with that. tabernacle. Yeah, it's more the fact that they themselves now they'll go prostrate themselves in front of the altar. They'll go well, when we used to have the tabernacle open, you know, the Blessed Sacrament mm-hmm. Chapel. People would go over there and kneel. People would go over there and uh, lie. And it's like, do you do realize that you are a living tabernacle? That that got that's mercy right. and tenderness is now being extended to you. And I and I, I I just don't think that we really believe that God Jesus does that for us. And I that brings up a good point because there was um 
a volunteer. He used to be a Eucharistic minister. I, I haven't seen him in years, actually. He, But he would always be at 5 o'clock mass and um, with his mother that had beautiful oh. hats and pins. Do you remember I him? know exactly what you're talking about. Um, and one time, me as a teen... Um, was helping out, ushering, or whatever the case may be. I don't remember, but um, he asked me something. And he, I was like, oh, yeah, you should have asked me last Sunday or, or something like that. And he was like, well, I don't normally talk to anyone after Mass. And I he, and I kind of, I guess I looked puzzled. I always look puzzled, but I guess I looked puzzled. And he said, well, I'm I'm walking with my Lord. I have him... I, I, he said something like, I just like to sulk in his presence mm. and go home in his presence. And since I just received him, I want to like keep that moment sacred. And I thought it was so beautiful. The way he said it um, was genuine. The, the way he, you could tell he meant it and he believed it. Mm-hmm. That was the main part is that he believed he was in the true presence. And not only was he in the true presence, it, that was within him. So that spoke to me as a teen, the the true meaning of the Eucharist mm-hmm. in that moment, you know? Um, and a lot of us fail in that. We leave mass and it's like we exit the parking lot and, and someone cuts us off, we cuss it out or, um, you know, like whatever the case may be, our, our siblings get on our nerves. My family is a crazy family. We're all yelling at each other with love, but we yell at each other like, with love. Uh, you know, so it, it honestly, we, we fail to realize when we go to mass and be, we're in the true presence of our Lord, you know, that's, that's something that not everybody gets. But the thing is, let's take that a step further. Uh-huh. You're in the presence of the divine to encounter the divine. Uh-huh. So, Yes, you are walking with Christ, but don't forget Christ is also in me. Right. So you need to attend to the Christ in me so that I might attend to the Christ in you. And exactly. I, I see, I, but see, exactly. it becomes too, too self, you know, too self-focused. And it, mm-hmm. we always have to remember that Christ is always about attending to the other. Right. And, and so that's the piece that we always have to remember also. Uh-huh. I agree. The Lord is with you. Uh-huh. That's why I find it interesting that like right after mass, people go back to the pews and will uh, continue praying. Or but no, 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 they, no. They, they will kneel. They go back to Jesus by himself. Mm. And yet the the documents and the instructions say we should be praying for the whole go community. Out and serve the world. Yeah. Well, no, no. It's, it's the fact that like as people are going up, we should be praying for those people. Like first, you know, someone maybe is going through a divorce. Maybe someone's been right. sick. Maybe someone's been having a tough time. Those are the things you should be praying for. But immediately we, we want to kneel down and just like, it's me and Jesus in my room, me and Jesus in my heart. It's my Jesus. It's my Jesus. And, and my thing is, it's supposed to be an invitation to look at Christ among the community. Mm. It'd be like you sitting at my table having food, but you don't talk to any of us while you're sitting there. Well, that's not the thought. And Or to yeah. say... Um, when I well, this will show you my age. So when I was growing up, <laughs> we would sit at the table and and have dinner together, uh-huh. all of us. Right. And then you could say, uh, "I'd like to be excused from the table, and either go outside or go right. watch TV." And my mom or dad would say, "No, we are not finished eating yet. When everyone is finished eating, then you can be excused to go out." 
or, or go play or something like that. Yeah. Which when I was little, I was like, what? But it was the idea that we need to be in communion. You know, before we, we started, we were, we were talking about el convivio. And, mm-hmm. and that's the idea. There's, there needs to be that interaction with each other. Mm-hmm. Then, then you can go out and do your own thing. You want to go watch the six o'clock news? Fine. You want to go outside and play? Fine. But in the meantime, you need to be in relationship to all these people here. And I, mm-hmm. and I think that's the piece about God's mercy and God's generosity. It's not just meant to be a gift for you. It's a, a gift meant to be shared. Right. You know, Scripture says that what you have received as a gift, give as a gift. There is no greater gift to give than the gift of God's life and God's love to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And yet sometimes it's like, this is mine. This is just mine. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it isn't. Whatever God gives you, it's because you're supposed to share it with somebody else. And, and so that love, that mercy, that compassion, that needs to be shared. And I don't know that we do that all the time as as Christians. It, yeah. It's almost like, it's my little bag. Don't touch it. It's just like when... um. I would bring the teens on in the church and we're showing them. A lot of our teens don't know how to act in mass and, and in the church in the sacred space, but inviting them to be in that space teaches them little by little. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would have, you know, some ladies coming up to me. How dare you bring them in here? Da-da-da. And it's like, well, it's their church too. It's their home too. And if if I never bring them in here, they yeah. won't know how to act in here. I know one of the things I try to tell people at baptism is, don't forget this is the child's home. Mm-hmm. If you never bring the child to our home, how is he going to know that this is a significant place in, in his or her life? Or that saying, God put the wiggle on children. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Because it's like, people are like, how can you bring your child to mass? Don't you know they don't know how to act in mass? Yeah, but gradually having them learn... Um, well, no, what child well, knows how to behave at home? You just yeah. learn to teach them, don't touch that. Is this fire? And, and sometimes the kids get burned. Yeah. And then they cry. But right. my mother said, ¿Para qué aprendas? Yeah. Gonna, you're not going to touch it the second time. Oh, my parents did something different, but I can't say it on the podcast. <laughs> 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 Shut up, mom. Love you. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's How do you know to... How, how are people going to feel the presence if you're not sharing the presence? Yeah. Oh, no. That's, that's yeah. absolutely true. You, you need to experience it. If, if we don't experience God's tenderness and God's mercy, then how can you possibly share it with somebody else? Exactly. And being Or if present. you don't even get, if you don't feel it in confession, mm-hmm. then how are you going to be a reconciling, healing person? Yeah. That encounter is important. Yeah. The key piece for you to know how to act in this world, to share in this world, if you're not exposing yourself to those experiences with him, mm-hmm. which is, you know, through confession, through mass, um, and he really guiding you to be merciful like him, to be loving like him, to walk with grace, to you know, spread that light, um, because we fail many times as humans. Yeah. Me every day, but... That's me. <laughs> yeah, but but it is one of those things that we really do need to look at is right. to recognize that if if God is giving us His mercy and His generosity, then you know we need to be willing to share that with others. No gift is ever meant just for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Every gift that Jesus gives us is meant to be shared with someone else. Is that why the first key thing that you learn in preschool is sharing is caring? Yes. See. There you go. You know, there is something we said. Everything I ever needed to learn for life, I learned in kindergarten. Yeah. I mean, 
Not really about credit scores, but definitely sharing is caring is, yeah, is good. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I learned that until last week. <laughs> oh, what do you mean you learned that last week? No, I'm, I'm saying it. I finally, you know. All the pieces are coming together? All the pieces are coming together in, oh, in my late Lord. 20s, but it's okay. Very good. <laughs> well, anyway, so it's hard, it's hard to believe we're already moving along beyond the, the Easter season. We are. We are. And, and and on Sunday, besides being Divine Mercy Sunday, we did welcome people into the community of faith. We, we, celebrated, we celebrated profession of faiths. Wow. People from other denominations came into our church. That's exciting. Yeah. We had two Christians, a mother and a um, daughter, who, oh. made, uh, who made a profession of faith, uh-huh. their first communion, and their confirmation. That's exciting. Well, Father, with um, us walking forward from Divine Mercy Sunday... What's the key point that we should carry? Or, or I mean, just... God is God. an abundant, merciful person in our lives. And that mercy and abundance is ours just if we're willing to open our hearts. If we are willing to receive it. Yeah. Because sometimes we're not. And because we think we're either evil, sinful, unworthy, don't merit it. And it's not about merit. It's about gift. This is a gift from Jesus to us. Awesome. So that's so the most important thing. Are you willing to receive that gift of love? And love there it. are some people that are not. Yeah. Because they just don't understand that God's love is unconditional for us. It's just like, um, you know, Peter. Mm-hmm. And seeing him kind of receive that mercy that... Jesus gave him when he resurrected. Well, I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to put you on the spot. For those of you that still have not seen Chosen, (gasps) I invite you to get the the app. It's VidAngel. Guys, watch Party After COVID at my house. It's already on the second (laughs) season. The first and second episodes of the season have already dropped. Ooh. It was very good. I I really liked it. I actually have to watch it. I do. I do. I just. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to. to you're, you're merciful, I know, Father. <laughs> I'm just saying that this, <laughs> and the reason makes me because when you look at who Jesus chooses to be his disciples, right. it is an unlikely group of people. They can't oh, yeah. stand each other. Yeah. But he chose them, mm-hmm. and, and and that's the thing. We are an unlikely candidate for being chosen by Jesus, but he still chooses us. Right. And that's the, that's the takeaway. Out of sheer love, God invites me, you, to follow him and to participate in his love. Right. So that would be the most important thing. I love that. I love well, that. it's hard to believe that our time together is coming to a close. So uh, for yes. those of you that don't know, the church is open. We are open for... Mass. Yes. So, our, so we have <laughs> our, our regular schedule. So on mm-hmm. Saturday evening, we have a five o'clock vigil in English, a seven o'clock vigil in Spanish. And then on Sunday, we are having a 7 a.m. in Spanish, nine o'clock in English, 11 o'clock in English, and the one o'clock mass in Spanish. As of yet, we have not reinstituted the five o'clock mass on Sunday evening. Correct. But we're looking to do that sometime in the future. Yes. So, and if you have not connected to the light. Yes, connect to the light. Yes. Uh, send us uh, an email or a text 
so that you can go ahead and participate with us. Yeah, and you could totally um, go ahead and go on our website, sfrchurch.org, and you could put in your information to sign up for um, text messages or emails. Um, on, or both. Or both on weekly reminders. or um, And we send one because no one wants to get a plethora of emails. Um, Ooh, I love that word, plethora. plethora. Um, but we do send out, we're hoping that in the f- very, very near future, we're going to send out um, the list of the deceased and those who are sick, those who are sick um, included in our just announcements of the week. So you yeah. know what is happening in your community. Um, and, and we're hoping yeah. to do kind of a newsletter. Yeah. With the yeah. same title, Connecting to the Light. Correct. Correct. So we're, we're working hard here. We're yeah. trying. We're hope and hopefully, as we, uh, as many of you know, on Monday, the uh, California has removed all restrictions for church or places of worship, and so yeah, so we can be at one hundred percent capacity. However, they do ask that we would uh, exercise extreme caution in doing that. Yes, because there's people who have chosen not to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. There are still a number of elderly that are with us, and so we we are still going to keep uh, the church at the fifty percent. We're going to still continue to do the the virtual transmission, and we are still wearing masks in church, and still uh, doing the hand sanitizer. Okay. So the, so those are some of the things we're still waiting to to hear about other things because people want. What about weddings? What, right now, our guidelines still remain on the red zone. Mm-hmm. but uh, the diocese has not sent out new guidelines. So we'll see what happens with that. Yes, and remember everybody that churches have to not only follow county guidelines, but also archdiocesan awesome guidelines. guidelines yeah. So we have to receive word from both in order to move forward, but know that we are eager and willing to serve you, and we're excited for this new chapter of 2021. Um, we're praying for all of you guys, and... Yes. Oh, and our schools reopened. Our schools reopened. Yes, and I believe by next week we will all be in from TK to eighth grade. Anyone interested in in learning more information on our parochial school, you can visit SFR Church and you'll see the icon for the school. Click on that and you get more information about registering a child for school or learning more about our school itself. Correct. So we're we're back in session. Awesome. It's very good. Exciting. Yes. So remember, connect to the light here on Route 66, and let's keep each other in prayer. And remember, God's mercy is bountiful and generous. Be willing to share it with one another. So be merciful, everybody. This episode of The Guiding Light on Route 66 was recorded in Azusa, California and produced by SFR Media Productions. Music for the intro and outro was used with permission from Epidemic Sound. For music like this and more, please visit epidemicsound.com. For more information about this podcast, please visit www.sfrchurch.org.